And hello and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from our station. So we thank you for tuning in for our program. As today, we're going to take you straight to heaven as we look at Revelation chapter 21, talking about this incredible subject matter regarding the New Jerusalem, the city in heaven. So stay tuned to the program. And those of you that follow us on social media, we'd love for you to post your questions or your comments for us. And uh, we're excited to uh, let you know that we we are having a lot of fun with this program, so we want to encourage you, grab your Bibles, follow along with us as we get started in today's program. But before we do so, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones, my co-host, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the amazing future that we have with you in a city that you're building, a new Jerusalem, on a new earth. It's beyond comprehension, Lord, but we ask that you will help us comprehend it by reading Revelation 21. And we thank you for all tuned in, Lord, and we just praise you for them in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the New Jerusalem, the good news for 2018, heaven. Hey, for those of you that are new to the program, our contact information is 305-992-9537. And of course, if you find yourselves in the area, feel free to drop in and say hello to us here at The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry in Calvary Aventura. So again, more information, 305-992-9537. And of course, as we get started again, I'm going to welcome my co-host nathan jones nathan is great to have you on as always brother great to be on especially this topic i mean we're talking about heaven here our future our home man i'm jazzed i can't wait to start getting into it well nathan that is the good news for this upcoming year i mean the lord has blessed us with another year and we want to just encourage people out there to know that god has a wonderful plan for them and the plan that he has in store for them is heaven through jesus christ so i'm excited too but nathan maybe someone is new to the program and now uh, they're not familiar with the ministry that you're involved in might you be able to share a little bit about your ministry contact information Certainly, certainly. Well, again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that primarily through our television program, Christ and Prophecy, with Dr. David Reagan and myself as co-host. And yeah. you can find that uh, program on our website at lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. And, uh, of course, we've got YouTube channel, we've got social networks, we've got tons of articles and newsletter you can sign up for. Check us out, lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. We'd love to get you excited, too, about Jesus' soon return. Woo. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And, again, wonderful resources for those of you that are following us live, those of you that are tuning in to the program here. We'd encourage you, uh, again, check out the website and take advantage of all these wonderful, wonderful resources. So, Nathan, we are living in real, really exciting times as we see so many things happening around the world. Uh, we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. And you and I agree that we believe that Jesus is at the door. <laughs> he is. The signs of the times certainly point to the Lord's soon return. I, I mean, every day it seems like we're getting closer and closer yeah. as the signs escalate. Uh, the world seems more and more on the brink of destruction and the forces around the world. The spiritual battles are just, just blatantly obvious now. I, I think this week, especially of two school shootings, I mean, it's just so many uh, uh, social upheavals and distresses going on. So we know the Lord's coming soon. We know even through these difficult times that there is hope ahead. And, and that's what Revelation 21 and 22 
provide us. The some of the most fantastic hope the Bible can give us. It's all about heaven rolled up in two big chapters. Awesome. Nathan, you and I opened up, of course, last week, we looked at Revelation chapter 21, and we were talking about there uh, a little bit about what heaven was going to be like pr prior to that. You and I had done a series regarding Gog and Agog there, the millenn uh, all the way from uh, present, past, future, and further future. And of course, we jumped right into uh, Revelation 21, and we covered the, the opening verses. But maybe someone I wasn't uh, uh, tuned into the program last week. Might you be able to give us a little recap before we continue uh, there in uh, Revelation 21, verses 6 and on? Certainly, certainly. Well, Revelation really covers the whole history of church history. It starts off uh, with the Apostle John. He's exiled to the island of Patmos. He's a very old man. He's He's been boiled by the Romans and survived, and, and he's now in this exile and a poor guy, and he, he gets a vision from heaven. He gets a, a Jesus himself who, who comes and shows him what the future holds, first for, through the chapters 2 and 3, the history of the church, all the way up to the time when the church is raptured. And then we've got seven years of tribulation, which comprises the bulk of the Bible, you know, uh, chapters uh, 5 and we get on to 19. And that's the seven-year tribulation where God pours out his judgment upon this earth. But then Jesus returns. He defeats uh, the Antichrist and his armies, mm -hmm. and he sets up his millennial kingdom, which we read about in Revelation 20. Now in Revelation 21, we're at the end of the millennial kingdom. Satan was released for uh, one last battle. He's destroyed. All of God's enemies are destroyed. All of those who rejected God and, and stood in rebellion against him, they were resurrected and they stood before him at the great white throne judgment. They're judged, death and Hades, and them have all been sent to hell. Satan is finally in hell. And now, now finally, we are entering the yeah. eternal state where just like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, could walk and talk and have fellowship with God without sin being in the way. Mm -hmm. We are back to that point again. We have come full circle. Excellent. And Nathan, again, what a wonderful uh, recap there. So for those of you that just tuned in, we want to encourage you to follow along with us as we take you straight to heaven. Today we're going to talk about heaven, the new Jerusalem, what heaven is going to be like. And maybe you never thought about this, but it's amazing what is in store for those that have put their trust in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Nathan. Yes, take us on the following verses. Okay, well, it starts uh, real quick. Let me just recap with 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away also there was no more sea so we know that in the future this earth that's been filled with sin and torment and destruction especially by god's wrath yeah. is all healed it's, it's all the earth is reformed and it's created a new earth and then heaven which jesus talked about in john 14 where he said that he is uh, there's many rooms in his father's house and he's building it he's getting it ready so the yeah super city, this new Jerusalem, which we'll read about more throughout 21 and 22, is coming down. So heaven on earth, God dwelling with man, and that's where we're at right now. And it's a time that verse 4 says where God will wipe every tear from our eyes. Yes. It's a time where there's no more death. Nobody dies. And there's no sorrow. There's nothing to be sad about. And there's no crying for there's nothing to weep about. There's no more pain anymore. The former things, in other words, our life here and now have passed away Ooh. and that's where we get that's where jesus who's sitting on his throne in verse five and he's saying i make all things new write down these words are true and faithful you can trust what i'm saying that the answer the yes. 
answer that people have, Barna just released a poll talking about Generation Z. It's the new and upcoming generation, my children's generation. More than ever, twice the amount of more than the millennials are now associating with atheism. And the number one wow. reason why is they're saying it's because how can God exist if there's evil in the world? Well, the answer to that is right here in Revelation 21. Mm-hmm. There's evil in the world, but not forever. God will deal with evil. It will finally be done, and we will get to it, and where God will wipe away every tear, and there will be no more death, sorrow, no crying. Justice will finally be done, and in the eternal state, there will be no evil. God will have dealt with it. Nathan, I love that. There will be no more sadness, no more. And, and we, 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 we recognize all this is part of the fallen world here. Uh, Satan, Adam and Eve, uh, they, they, uh, they were duped by the enemy, if you will. They sinned, and from there on, it's been all downhill. And that's where we get all this crime, and that's why sometimes people try to blame God, right, Nathan, for the things. They always say, why does God allow this? But they forget that we live in a fallen world, and Satan is behind this. <laughs> True, and we want God out of it most of the time, so yeah. we get what we get. I mean, we are left to ourselves and our evil, sinful natures. We're going to cause harm and destruction. So to say that it's God's fault that there's evil in the world, no, it's our no. fault yeah. that there's evil in the world. But verse 6 tells us that God, uh, Jesus I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and those who overcome shall inherit these things, and these things being the fountain of the water of life. Mm. In other words, God gives us life, yes. and we shall have it forever, eternal life. And that's eternal life in a world, a new world, with a new heaven, and it'll be a place without crying, mourning, or yeah. suffering. So that's the answer to why is there sin and suffering in this world. Is there a God? Yes, there is a God. He will deal with sin and suffering. He will judge evil, and he will take those who are faithful to him. As verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall wow. be my son. We are promised to live with God forever, yes. inherit all that wonderful blessing, and even be called the sons and daughters of God. Nathan, those uh, those two verses are so powerful. Uh, again, I, I love the title, right? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I guess we can say in the English alphabet, he is everything from A to Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so true. He's got it all. He's the beginning and the end. Uh, don't worry. It, it might seem like the world is a mess right now, but God has a plan. Matter of fact, he's, been, he's had this plan since before the foundations of the earth. Yes. He wants, and, and this is it, this is it. It's about getting a group of people who actually wants to live with him forever. Not robots, yeah. not slaves. Even the angels could rebel against God or not, and a third of them rebelled against him. No, God wants to spend eternity with people who actually want to spend eternity yeah. with him. And so think of all of human history as a harvest, as a great crop. There's tares, those are the weeds, they're torn out and, and burned. But those that grow and have their faith in Jesus Christ, they're the ones that live with the Lord forever. And that's what gets us in, in, in verse 8, which reads, But the cowardly, mm-hmm. unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in a lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, Amen. your sins are forgiven, the punishment of hell is not upon you, and you inherit eternal life. But if you reject God and the characteristics of these people, cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, sexually immoral, so forth, so on, those are those who continue in rebellion, their future is a, not life, but death, a second death. And Nathan, God is a just God. As you mentioned, all the shootings in the schools, all the hideous things. I mean, sooner or later, God has to punish sin. And here it talks about all these individuals. I mean, the good news is 
uh, millions and millions of people are going to go to heaven. But the bad news is here the Bible also clearly tells us who's not going into heaven. Because can you imagine, Nathan, uh, a heaven filled with sin? It wouldn't be heaven. It'd be earth. <laughs> right. It'd be just like now. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, let's take murder. What if people are murdering each other? You know, what if they're committing evil acts like right. sexual immorality, uh, adultery, and, and lying, and homosexuality, and, and, and child abuse, or sorcerers, which is demon worship, or idolaters, in other words, uh, worshiping other things, particularly self and not God, mm-hmm. people who lie all the time. Could you imagine living in an eternity yeah. where people are acting like that? That wouldn't be heaven, man. That would be hell. And that's what it ends up being. Excellent point. And Nathan, you made a good point there in verse 8, if I'm not mistaken. Sorcerers, uh, in in the original language, the Greek, I think is pharmakia, where we get our English word pharmacy, but it's actually drug users. Uh, So here we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, today we have so much use of drugs. And sad to say, Nathan, even in the church we have people, uh, shocking that it might seem, uh, practicing these things. And, And the Bible makes a distinction between those people that practice, that live this lifestyle, they're not going to make it into heaven. It really is a sad commentary on today's society where we have an opioid epidemic, over-the-counter drugs, where we're, there's so much pain in our lives, both physically and emotionally, from the sin and the sin nature and the fallen yeah. state of man, that we're trying to drug ourselves into numbness. And yeah. that's not at all. We're supposed to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and he will heal us. He will give us hope. He will give us a future. And it's sad to hear of church members even succumbing to that. It, there's a lot of pain that Christians have to yeah. deal with, too. We live in a fallen world, but we should be turning to Jesus Christ for the cure, not drugs. That's right. Oh, I love that, Nathan. Thank you so much. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into the Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about heaven in Revelation chapter 21. Those of you that are following us live, we thank you for posting and blogging there and continue uh, to do so. Nathan, this is an amazing passage. Now, Nathan, we get to verse 9, and it seems like we have a little bit of a transition here. Can you continue to take us through there? Oh, we have a lot of a transition here. Uh, we're, we're basically now going to get into the nitty-gritty about what this super city, this new Jerusalem, this heaven on earth like. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to die, and I'll go to heaven, I'll be in heaven forever. Well, we will, if we die now, we will <laughs> go to heaven, and we will be there. But we will only be there until Jesus Christ comes back, sets up yeah. this millennial kingdom. Then we will be on the earth serving with him. And then when he reforms the earth into this new earth, this new Jerusalem will come down, and that'll be our home. So, man, even if you call you call Miami home, brother, that's a wonderful place to be. It's, <laughs> it's almost like a paradise on earth. But it's nothing compared to the home that we as Christians are meant for. And we that's as Christians right. are meant for this city, this new Jerusalem. It's not just our temporary home. It's our eternal home. I love that. And Nathan, and this is why we're so excited uh, to open up this new year talking about the newness, all the wonderful things that God has in store for us, eternal life. And here he describes to us what this is. I mean, it almost feels like a, a fantasy, like a fairy tale when we read this, but it's all real, right, Nate? This is what awaits us. It is. Uh, the Bible says so. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said, you know, these words are true and faithful, and faithful not yes. a lie. They're true, and you can put your faith in it. You can bank on it. You can be sure that one day, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that this will happen to your life. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. 
Ooh, praise the Lord. You know, Nathan, uh, you and yeah. I, you and I also did a, a series uh, uh, regarding God's mighty angels. Uh, and um, it's interesting here in verse nine, it sort of picks up a little bit uh, regarding what you and I covered for many, many months in our series uh, 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 last year. So this is actually exciting. A little quick recap here. Yeah, uh, well, verse 9, just to read, it says, Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues, came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. Now, what? Seven angels? Seven bowls? <laughs> what are we talking about? Right. You'd have to read the previous chapters, especially Revelation 16. Yes. But it, it is, uh, God puts 21 judgments upon the earth during the tribulation time period, and he divides them into three groups. Seven seal judgments, followed by right. seven bowl judgments, followed by seven vial, excuse me, trumpet judgments, then followed by seven vial or, or bowl judgments. So in each of them, an angel delivers these seven trumpet judgments and seven bowl judgments. Now, one of those seven angels who released one of those judgments upon it, we don't know which in the order of the seven, came to the Apostle John, that's who he's talking to, and he says, hey, come, I want to show you the bride, the Lamb's wife, and we will get into explaining what the bride, the Lamb's wife is, but that's who that angel is. He's one of the angels that serves the Lord, who helped deliver God's wrath upon the earth. Excellent point. And Nathan, I, I, they threw that little verse in there, so someone who's maybe reading the story, following along, and all of a sudden they go, what? Where did this come from? So thank you for the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were going straight from Revelation 1 to 22, that would make sense. But uh, give a little background. Yes, it, he's, one, he had to do a terrible job. He had to deliver the wrath of God. And these bold judgments are awful, man, absolutely awful. Now he gets to do a great thing. He's probably so much happier. Now he gets to show yes. off the Lamb's wife, the bride, Ooh. what we've heard about in the Bible, the, the what... The, uh, the Bible's been getting us Christians excited about our future in the New Jerusalem. Excellent. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, we want to encourage you to follow along with us. Revelation chapter 21, as we continue in verse 10, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Thank you, Nathan. Verse 10 reads, And he, this, this angel, carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Mm. And her light was like most precious stone, like a jasper stone, and clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates, the 12 angels at the gates, the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now, Nathan, I love that because we, we, it, here some people might maybe be thinking about who, who exactly are these individuals uh, uh, talking about? In other words, all these these uh, gates and jasper and pearls. Well, we also have to remember, right, Nathan, that in, in, there's going to be a lot of gold in heaven. So <laughs> as we see the construction yeah. of this city. <laughs> well, as, as the city is, is continued to describe, we'll get it. We'll definitely get the gold. Matter of fact, uh, when you heard, hear about the golden streets it's right. actually gold it's clear gold it's so clear that the light of god shines through the city and we'll, we're getting ahead of ourselves but <laughs> it's it's a super city that descends out of heaven and it is bright i mean it's not dark it has no dark areas it's it looks like it's made out of jewels and it's clear as crystal and it has a whole giant wall around it i mean and it has 
giant gates on them. There's 12 angels, each guarding one of the gates, and they are all named after the different 12 tribes. And so you'll get to go in through the Simeon Gate and the Benjamin Gate and the That's Judah awesome. Gate. They're all got names on them. And, and I, I love that, Nathan. And of course, it, it continues to talk about the, the 12. God has not forgotten his people, right? Some people think today that God has forgotten about Israel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. But the, the, the 12 tribes actually have their names on the gates. That just, that just blows my mind. And in verse 14, continues the description. It says, now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, foundations not yeah. one, 12. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles. So here we get the apostles' names yeah. also on it. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city is laid yeah. out as a square, and its length is as great as its breadth, so it's, it's a perfect square. And he measured the city with their reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 Ooh. cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is of an angel. You now... What the furlong, it's, it, he, what he's really measuring, man, is 1,500 miles square. Wow. So 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles, and then vertically, 1,500 miles. So it's either a cube or a pyramid, but what is 1,500 miles? That means city, into these figures, would stretch from the Atlantic Ocean to Colorado wow. and from Canada to Mexico. Oof. This city is so big that scientists have figured that if you put something that big and also 1,500 miles high on the current size of the Earth, the Earth would wobble so erratically. Therefore, we know then the new Earth is going to be, and they figured to not wobble, it would have to be the size of Jupiter. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you talk about a... I know. <laughs> People think New it York... It blows my mind. Wow. People think New York City something, the Big Apple, right? Oh, it's nothing at all, man. Nothing at all. It is New York City is pathetic comparison. We're talking about a city that is That's... basically the size of the continental United States on a planet to, to house it that would have to be the size of Jupiter today. I mean, That's... and this is our eternal home. This is now. Bear in mind too. I think it's important that it's got gates. Well. If it didn't, if we were just staying in that city, there'd be no gates, right? There'd be no need for them. We'd just be in the city. But gates indicate that we come in and out of the city. That's so right. the new earth isn't just our home. It's the capital city of God's larger uh, kingdom. So who knows what that means? Does that mean that the other planets will be terraformed in our solar system? What about all the planets they're finding? Millions and millions and billions and countless stars with planets around them. Will those planets become like new little Earth, with the capital being the Earth that is here, wow. where the new Jerusalem is? I don't know, man. The Bible says we can't comprehend what's in store for us, and that's yeah. one of the things I have struggled to comprehend. Nathan, you know, the Hubble telescope is always discovering new stars and new things, and it just shows you that the, the vastness of God's power, how amazing that is, and what we can look People think when we die, we're going to go to heaven and we're going to be bored. Right, Nathan? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the greatest lies of Satan. To make heaven seem like this ethereal, immaterial place where we sit on clouds and somehow it's material enough that we can play harps and all we do is sing all day <laughs> long. That is not at all. Think It's our life now, but perfected. Yeah. We have purpose. We have new eternal bodies. You know, we have amazing 
future ahead of us in this super city. And brother, it's neat. I, I feel the suffering that the 12 apostles had to go through, but now each of the foundations is named after them. You know, everyone awesome. but John died for their faith. And here forever, they have their name inscribed on a foundation. What a memorial to their faith. Nathan, what a wonderful point. I mean, we're going to have all eternity to discover all the beautiful and incredible things that life has in store for us. And you're right, this this life is very short. Our sufferings, our difficulties, uh, in comparison to what awaits us in heaven, uh, this is like a blink of an eye. So we want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening. Maybe you are going through some difficulties. Maybe you're going through some suffering. Maybe you're going through some pain. And that's why Jesus died at the cross, so that you can come to him. He wants to take away those those uh, those, those pains and those fears, and he wants to turn them into joy. And and what awaits you, it's, it's heaven. The apostles, like you mentioned, Nathan, they suffer for a little while, right? The, the, the prophets, they were persecuted, but now they join eternity uh, with the Lord forever. Right. And all, our lives are so short. The older I get, the more I realize how short life is. I know. And what we do now matters. It matters for yes. eternity. And what the apostles did, how they gave their lives for Jesus Christ, has eternal ramifications. We wouldn't be here, brother. You and me would not be saved if it wasn't for the apostles going out and sharing the gospel. Now, yes. obviously, it's the Holy Spirit's work through people, but without those people being willing, this would be a very different world, and we would yeah. be a very different future. So yes. these guys... They have, because of their faith, earned the right to have their names on the foundations of this new Jerusalem. That is amazing. And Nathan, good point. We want to encourage those of you watching and listening. This is a great opportunity to evangelize. Tell someone about Jesus, the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Nathan, you made a good point. One of the things that I continue to uh, put behind my mind was a quote that I heard uh, Pastor Chuck, that a missionary shared, that, that it, it says, one life soon to pass only was done for Christ will last. And uh, I keep putting that behind my mind because, you know, that's the reality. One life soon to pass, only what's done for Christ will last. And you and I have been doing these programs for almost 10 years because we're, li we're living people, things behind that truly will last. Right, Nate? When you invest in people's lives, when you invest for Christ, it's not something that's temporary. It is something that is eternal. And that should help us focus on what's important in life. It's not about how much money you make or how much fame you get or, you know, how many widgets you sell. Right. It's about the eternal difference you make yes. in God's kingdom that lasts forever. That's what our lives are about. Praise the Lord. And again, we want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening. I know we only have about 30 seconds or a minute left of the program. But if you don't, have, if you have not trusted in Christ, everything that Nathan and I are saying, it's true. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And he wants you to spend eternity with him. And we want to give you an opportunity right now from wherever you are. If you're watching us on Facebook or social media, or if you're listening or watching to this program at a later time, we want to give you an invitation to come to the Lord and be part of this wonderful family uh, that is going to be gathered in heaven forever. Uh, so, Nate, will you be able to maybe speak to that person on the other side right now who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start that relationship from wherever they are? Well, you need to take the heart what Jesus says in Revelation 21.5. Behold, I make all things new. Right, for these words are true and faithful. Mm. Well, he's not just talking about making a new earth or a new Jerusalem. He's talking about making a new you. 
Are you tired of the old you, the sin and disappointments and the lack of hope? Are you looking to have your sins forgiven, that That's guilt right. washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ? You're looking for a future with him. And you can have that by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as mm. your Savior. If you believe in Jesus as your Savior, then pray from your heart. Yes. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Mm. Please forgive me and be my Lord and Savior. Mm. And Jesus promised you just that your sins will be forgiven. You will be considered a son or daughter of God, mm. and you will inherit eternal life with him in the New Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And maybe you pray that prayer for the first time. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call or text us at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. And we would love to celebrate with you. We would love to send you a Bible so that you can follow along and continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And the Bible says every sinner that repents, there is a celebration in heaven. And